to Mike Check Waifu Waifu. Waifu, waifu, tells chair, is that you? <laughs> this is episode 232 of my check. Waifu, waifu, as always, is brought to you by Patreon that I have pulled up right here on this tab. You know, I'm not even gonna cut it out. Fuck it. <laughs> Shout out to <laughs> the Patreon producers that support us each and every week month to month we appreciate you shout out to christian the archivist dre to go g rob from dad needs to talk podcast johnny from show go high get the pro from chaotic culture explicitly monique williams nachi semi sensei frozen Safir, and t money fingers thank you so much for producing this and many other episodes of the podcast make sure you go to patreon.com slash mic check waifu waifu to get early access to the video version of the podcast to get access to the Patreon exclusive conversational podcast, The After Story. Get access to Mike Check Manga and Take Talk early and exclusive for Patreon. Thank you so much for supporting us on Patreon. We appreciate you. Make sure you go to youtube.com slash at Mike Check Waifu Waifu to get subscribed there. We're about to start pushing YouTube, even though most of you like to listen, and that's perfectly fine. But the video versions do go up a week later um, for everybody else for free. Hello, Saber. You, you, you welcome to the podcast. Um, this week is a it's going to be a unique week, an interesting week. Um, oh, future! Uh, I just wanted to get this out there now. There will be no live episode this week because the time we will be doing a live episode that's actually Christmas Eve, and we know a lot of you are chilling with your families and, and relaxing and, and celebrating. So no live episode this month, but we will be back January. The end of January. <laughs> so make sure you come back. That'd be January 28th, actually. That'd be the live episode. So come back for that. Um, tell, how you feeling, brother? It's been a, a good week for me. Um, now, I do want to start off with this. I, uh, I love our community, bro. Sure. And it's like, we, we are not like a... Well, I know specifically me for a lot of times I'm not like always uh, present, uh, but I made that tweet to Philip J. Woodward earlier this week about his take talk uh, that he did for us or his, oh, his the trailer. Voice, his, yeah, the voice he did for that. And I was like, bro, this man is goaded. He is literally, literally, literally goaded. And I'm just thinking about how many people you know, have looked out for us over the times, over the years, yeah. like as listeners and, and just, I wouldn't even say fans, but like friends, yeah. uh, we really looked out for us in terms of like, just making us a dope and fun experience. Like, you know, we got the, our archivist, Christian, yes. we have, we've had like Connor, who's given us mad suggestions and stuff mm-hmm. like that. Uh, Christopher Goodwin and, you know, so many others, uh, Hold so down I, Facebook I, group. I, 
holding it down for us. You know what I mean? Uh, so yeah, I just want to say I, I appreciate everybody who who has been vibing with us for so long. Now uh, this week has been a, a thick gaming week, obviously for uh, the game awards and all that happened. Um, and at work, my my part time gig, uh, someone challenged me to a Pokemon battle. <laughs> and I, I uh I had the the freedom to beat them in a a, a VGC rated doubles battle. Mm. It was fun. But my week has been mad chill, bro. It's uh chill. I had the I did work more this week than I normally have been. Um intentional, like you call for it. Yeah, yeah. I got like extra hours mm. at uh Best Buy that I wouldn't normally have. Um you know, Geek Squad, just just extra hours I wouldn't normally have. Um, same regular regular on the training thing, but it's like extra hours. So I was less present because I'm just, you know, holiday season, busier, more stuff to do, more money to make, that kind of stuff. Sure. But yeah, it's been a it's been a good week for me. How about you, Brolo? Uh same, man. It's just been a relaxing week. Um I, I'm gonna be honest, it this goes to our um our previous after story episode about grief. It's been a it's been a rougher week for me because of um, the year anniversary of 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 losing two very close family members. Just just came by, so it was like more so just kind of doing just other shit. You know what I mean? I like take my mind off of stuff. You know what I mean? So it's like just chilling for the most part. Just chilling. I do know. Yeah, yeah. I do know uh, that I've been. Um, you know, exploring the realm of different video games that I haven't, you know, either played in a long time or, or haven't touched. And it's been, it's been a good time, man. I, I gotta say, tell if it's, if it's one episode y'all should listen to, I know our most popular episode is this year was 210, which was the summer anime, like preview when we, after we watched a bunch of summer stuff, we like, we talked about all of it, um, which is going to obviously happen for the winter as well. But, um, I have to say like, we <laughs> our best episode i think was last last week it was 231 i truly feel like that was one of the better episodes we've ever had and i and and you know how you talked about the community what i love about the community is is you know i posted it on twitter shout out to t money fingers for dropping a, a follow for our, our guy at dad needs to talk podcast I, I love having conversations. I really hope he gets some time so he can fit on the show with us because I think we will have some dope conversations because um, on a Blue Eye Samurai talk, he came and, and mentioned something. I'm going to get into that a little bit later before we... Yeah, I'm, I'm going to get into it now, as a matter of fact. But he mentioned, like, you know... Um, yeah, you know what? Let's do it after we do episode of the week. Then we can get into just talk about whatever. Let's let's keep the structure we got, then we just get into the show. This is going to be a fucking weird show because... Just bear with us, but tell what was your episode of the week this week? My episode of the week is a new one. It's going to be shy. Oh, yeah, yeah. shy. Any reason? Uh, it's something about like the the emotional impact of these specific anime because it's it's a hero anime but I feel like it's not all about the heroing it's about the the character the character development and like I guess emotional expression so to me it's just like 
this episode was one of the most dynamic episodes for the show other than like the previous episode mm-hmm. that was last week it's just last week had other really good things going on so it was hard to say that shy competed last week but this week it was it was available for shy to step up and kind of have uh, have a spotlight here um for me it's probably going to be 100 girlfriends Mm-hmm. Under girlfriend, something really interesting happened, which is fucking again. The show is, continues to be hilarious to me. I die laughing every time. Specifically, this episode uh, brought something that's that kind of threw a wrench in this whole fucking thing. So I don't even know how or what is going to take place here in the next episode. But it was a really good episode, and it and it, and it goes to show like this type of main character shines when it's just. He's just normal, you know, when he's normal, well, normal in a sense, you know, because it's very not normal what's going on in the show, obviously, but normal right, in the right. sense of just, you know, speaking truths and, and being genuine and not being a a, a, a shy clusterfuck of a, of, a, of a protagonist, which I, sometimes I get tired of in the realm of slice of life, you know, that's all I watch. Uh, but it's nice, man. It's really nice to have a, a character like this and a show like this, where it's kind of more so lighthearted than anything, but still have moments of emotional impact and and great characters. Like every character has been fantastic, and I'm looking forward to next week for sure. That, so, that is one of the best things about that show is the actual character diversity. Not even just the diver, just who the, in. Their the moralities of them it's it's so good it's so good, and that, I guess that's kind of what I mean because that could be a different thing but it's like the character diversity they're all different okay but they all have like like their own set of morals and you can see how things align and yeah. coalesce together and and build up this relationship that they're all kind of working towards very so strange I, and, I, and I, I, I can agree with that unique and just fun it's fun it's a fun show to watch i watch it with a smile on my face every trip because i know it's just going to be that um okay back to what i was saying shout out to what you were saying about the community because i totally agree because again people like explicitly who designed this whole who's basically our artist who designed every single like game of the uh, anime of the year flyer or anything that you see as post as far as like graphic is concerned explicitly has been there for us for since pretty much day one and he's been a Patreon producer forever so uh, truly people like him and then again other podcasters like Rob J we bring him up because he always says stuff that we want to bring to conversation because it's like Twitter ain't for us and Twitter is his is his domain base his domain expansion so (laughs) while he spends most of his time there some of the stuff he says it it, we kind of like want to bring it up or we want to talk about it we see it on the timeline and we want to talk about it but we just can't do it on twitter because we don't uh, to be honest we don't have the, the proper etiquette for twitter and same thing goes with you know the stuff i tweet i.e for example about you know uh shangri line and the conversation we had last week about that and then you know dad needs to talk giving us his take on the blue eye samurai which i'm going to read now because i feel like it's interesting because he he dm'd it to me he said Editor Polo here. Uh, spoilers ahead for Blue Eye Samurai. I gave no warning. So if you haven't watched Blue Eye Samurai, skip ahead. Oh, five minutes. He said, I'm going uh, to give my thoughts in the DM to, uh, on what really happened. And then um, I don't have my glasses on, so forgive my reading. But uh, what really happened in Blue Eye Samurai, he said to give a counter view, because our view was basically with how she get the ship 
who put her on the ship? Why was he placed on the ship in the first place? Like, where was all this information? Like, supply when the show did so well with staying consistent with how they moved or how they traveled or where they went and how stuff came about. Like, all that stuff remained consistent in the show until the very end where the ship just popped up and she ends up on the, on the ship. Spoiler alert. Oops. But if if you haven't watched Blood Summer, I'm sorry. Um, but he says to give a counter view. Okay, this is going to be spoilers for Blue Eye Samurai again. Um, I should probably should have put that at the beginning. But he says to give a counter view. I think he willingly got on the boat with her because he was playing the long game. If you waited 20 years or however long it would take uh, to out the Shogun, then it don't seem too far fetched to get on a boat uh, to get on a boat with her. She has always operated solo and and so. Always operated solo, so I also don't see a new uh, see a new for her, a new way for her to inform. I assume you mean the uh, queen or whomever that she was leaving. Uh, on the point of her not going overseas by herself, she has lived in an isolated country her for her whole life. So her having him along helps, because uh, otherwise she wouldn't know where to start in searching for the two guys. New country and a language barrier. So I just see it as a way to help her move the plot along. On y'all point, her just killing them and then waiting for two, uh, for the other two to show up, uh, to uh, someday show up. Um, I guess that wouldn't be right. But well, if they, uh, oh, well, if they are the most cautious of the bunch, and I doubt that their buddy, when they found out that their buddy would kill, they would bring them back to Japan, and it would have been the opposite and make them go deeper into hiding. And mm-hmm. and what I said was, you know, what what you said, it it, it makes sense for what you said. The problem is, is, and this is almost exactly what I said, you know, the only issue with that is that you slash we got to make that up, uh, make up the story, uh, make that up. The story does a great job of, of showing us like the consistencies of, you know, the world and exploring and, and traveling and everything like that. But this ship and her putting them on a ship just kind of popped up out of nowhere with no sense of explanation or anything to determine how or why they decided to do it. So like the right. fact that he had to come up with that on his, in his head is great. Like it's, you're creative for doing that. Like Rob from Daddy's Talk Podcast, you're amazing, but that's something they should have conveyed to us. Right. Not us having to basically come to that conclusion on our own. You know what I'm saying? Yeah, and the, the issue with them not actually conveying that it takes away from the consistency of the character because we we're at a point where like all right we've watched this character and in terms of consistency this is the the way this character's personality works right right we get that she wants to be alone that's kind of how she operates she wanted to be alone from the beginning 100 percent. now why would she go alone with someone she already doesn't trust when she actually established at least two people in this this journey that she now trusts at some point. She's gonna go along with some big American man she don't trust to go find two other cowardly American men <laughs> that she's gonna have to find. So to me, as someone, I know she's revenge struck, like she's gotta get her revenge, but it almost just doesn't seem like a well thought out plan for someone who's seeking revenge and that's going deeper into it i'm surface level still i'm like why how the fuck instead of why the fuck you know what i'm saying like (laughs) i'm just like when did she take the time to handcuff him who handcuffed him when did who made the decision to to say hey you can get on this boat with him and send him overseas and because he literally just destroyed our um, our entire empire, including the Shogun. So, yeah, you know, take our, our culture and everything like, and just take them and run. 
you have you can have this ship like none of that made sense and that's mm-hmm. that's where it falls apart for me it's not that you know with her her ambitions for doing so her ambitions is fine like i totally get the reasoning for going over there like that 100% makes sense it's the how she got there that this that makes this story so disjointed for me because again it was yeah. so connected and so well threaded that her just like the credits rolling with her on the ship taking him across the seas was was very jarring to me that's the only part of the show that didn't really make much sense yeah, <laughs> you know what i'm saying it was a time skip. <laughs> Essentially, that was unwarranted. Yeah, one word to time skip. You didn't need it. Like you, you have you have all the time in the world to just convey your messages. You're a Netflix show, so just you know, play it out. I mean, maybe maybe Netflix made them cut it out. Maybe there was more. Two more minutes of animation was too much. <laughs> right. Like they could have even showed us like a montage with music playing, no dialogue of her cuff having them cuffed or something, then walking them to the ship and either talking to, you know. The current emperor, the son of the uh, shogun. I mean, yeah. I don't. I don't know. Again, who who okay this? Who read off on? Who wrote off on it? You know what I'm saying? Like, I don't know. It's just it didn't make sense. That's the only part of the show that was very jarring, and that's like the last five minutes. So I mean, not that it's not that it changed my entire uh, view of the show because the show is fantastic. Right. It's one of the best I've seen probably this year. But and, and we're also being. I mean, I ain't gonna say we're being nitpicky because I don't think that's a nitpick. I agree. But, I don't think so. We, I, I, yeah, I, I, I know we are a little nitpicky sometimes, but I don't think that's a nitpick. No. But you, but you, you could say that. Let's say, just say we're being a little uh, picky. surgical. Yeah, yeah. With with what we're we're choosing to say we like and and don't like with it with you know these series and whatnot. And that's funny because that goes that goes to what we are though. To be honest, like the reason why we don't like heavily delusion. It's because of a lot of a lot of what what happened there is happening at that happened in that show, and mm-hmm. it 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 it's not good to us for it to be like that, you know. And plot holy, the, the best moments of that show were very disjointed from what the story was. Yeah. So it was like, what are we doing? Here? And, and it's intentional, but it's, it doesn't make it good, yeah. <laughs> like re- regardless of, of their intentions or not. But I digress. Um, so this is about to be an interesting episode because we don't really have a topic per se like we normally do. We normally have topics. We normally have new stuff to talk about, new shows, new new manga. But this time we really don't. Um, so we're just going to kind of rock with what we got. And what we got is this week sucked. <laughs> it was it was uh, it was it was either. Uh, this is OK. Yeah. Or it was like, ah, this is not. Uh, what I wanted to see yeah. because let's be real and we'll probably talk about it later and spoiler talk even but like free run it wasn't a bad episode for free run at all and no. it's like free run never they have they just never have given us a bad episode it's just it's it's a, a if this were any other anime this would be a, a good to like great episode but it's free run so we're like us oh, this, this is an okay episode for me it was still fantastic and the reason yeah. why it was still fantastic is because we got more of a relationship type of centric dynamic right. going on here, which again, if this show and Apothecary Diaries are two of the best shows this year, bar none, not even fucking close. Like I was going to tweet that, but I didn't feel like it. I changed my mind. But like no show comes close this season, this year to these two shows. In my book, these two shows might just be both perfect tens. 
And this episode proved it. Like I'm now I'm getting something that we knew was there, right? We knew that we're gonna talk about it in spoiler talk, so I'm gonna save it, yeah. but but it's it's fantastic. So those continue to be great. Both episodes yeah. continue both shows continue to be great. But they were, you know, they they were great still. But it they wasn't were great. It was just the impact of the week. Right. Those were obviously to me, like I said, I agree. They're, they're the best episodes of the week and everything else gave shy a reason to, to shine for me this week. Mm. But even like uh let's say like Dr. Stone was cool. Oh yeah, I it, actually but, really enjoyed this episode too. But but it was like got I guess a spoiler. But we we got a lot in this Dr. Stone episode and the most I intriguing part parts obviously. Are, are we going to talk about Dr. Stone in spoiler talk? Cuz we do have some stuff we can talk about Dr. Stone for sure. We sure can. Yeah, let's yeah. Do it. All right. So, but like there were some good episodes. It just wasn't like an overwhelmingly like you know how we have our heat weeks. Yeah. It wasn't a heat week. Um and not to say every week has to be one, but uh there was just MF Ghost to me was not it, it didn't pull me in. Overtake also didn't pull me in. Um and I, I mean obviously there there are different uh things. Protocol Rain was was okay. What'd you feel about Undead on Look, if you don't mind me asking, brother? Sure. Um It you know what it is? What is this it? This shit is just a more serious one punch man. More serious? Yeah. Why you yeah. say why you why you compare it to One Punch Man? Why One Punch Man? Because this is exactly what One Punch Man is. It's satire. Some, yeah, it feels like satire where some big shows up, some other big kills it, and it's I don't know. At least this episode. That's what this episode felt like. Yeah, I, I guess this episode did set some uh, expectations though. Yeah, yeah, it did. It set some expectations in it, and some finally some um, actual uh, reasoning. No, um, risk, I guess. Yeah. Yep. Because before it wasn't really that. Yeah, before we didn't have like a, a we thought what the villain was, and the villain wasn't really the villain, and yep. now we have like what the actual antagonist or antagonistic forces if that makes sense sure yeah i don't know it, it's not that good though it's, it's something about this show is not it with me man it's just not it it's, yeah. it had that one episode um i do like the whole where they changed up who the antagonist is and gave us like the true quote-unquote villain i do like that better than where it was going before um but I can't seem to find myself to care about anything that goes on yeah. here. I'm I'm a bureau. I think that part of the issue with this show is that this is a very heavily theory crafting show. Theory it's, crafting? Yeah, I mean, like you literally have to like imagine, like. Well, I remember reading it and reading it. I was all I was always thinking about like, oh, well, what's this and what what would this be? And I feel like that's heavily what this show is based on. And I feel like they don't give enough context sometimes to make it all make sense. So you're left kind of just putting the pieces together by yourself, maybe. And I'm not saying that's why why you don't like it, but I'm saying I can see that like sometimes pulling me out because I'm thinking like, oh yeah, well, I know this happened. And I start imagining other things that I think could have happened. 
I'm gonna be real with you. It's not that complicated. But yeah, when, I'm not they, saying it either. But they tra- exactly. They, they it seems like they're trying to be complicated for the sake of creativity, which is cool. I like the, it's unique, you know. So that's a plus for it. It's very unique, but it's not it's not cool complicated. Yeah, uh, cool complicated is Fire Force. Fire Force has the perfect amount of like complications with the sense of the, the the theory crafting, as you say, where you like, but wait, is this world this, 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 you know what I'm saying? Like you can, you can extrapolate so much more out of Fire Force's situation and, and power system than you can from Undead Unluck. Undead Unluck just, again, is trying to get too cute. It's very unique, very different, which I can appreciate and, and accept because there's no like, you have comparisons for JJK power system with Naruto, or you have comparisons with like Bleach and even um, Hell's Paradise. Like you can compare power systems of those particular shonens, and you can't do that with this one. So they're yeah. very unique there. Um, but I don't. It's that's why I, I would even go as far as say as like a uh, Fire Force. Just they they. They do a better job of divulging information. Sure, yeah, that's for sure. So that that's always important in making us care about something. Mm-hmm. Like I don't care about the power system as much if you're not divulging as much information. You're not telling me where this thing come from, why is it existing, why is it causing necessarily all these issues? And they did give us some of the detail. It, it goes back to what I said when they try to get too cute. Because what happens yeah. is they're gonna show that unrepair person for example and then it's going to break down how the unrepair actually works that's going to be this overly saturated overly convoluted fucking type of power that just I really don't make any sense but they're going to make it make sense in the, in the context of this world and it's boring I don't I don't care man again and it's mostly because I don't care about Andy I think Andy fucking stinks as a character he's very very boring the only people I, ca- I care about justice more now I think she's fucking interesting yeah. And um and Fuko. Fuko is very just adorable, I guess. I actually like most of the organization. Yeah, actually, you know what? When I put it two and two together, Shin I like a lot. Mostly because he he'd be speaking Chinese. I'll be having uh <laughs> I'll be having my significant <laughs> other translate some of the stuff to see how how his accent sounds. She's she like his accent is very Japanese when he be talking Chinese. It's funny. Um That's wild. But it's it's there's like very I don't know there's so much that's like I I can like about it I just it's the main part that I don't like and this again goes to what I talk about all the time it's the character I don't like Andy I don't like Andy and I don't like I don't like the whole the world to be honest the world fucking stinks in my opinion I know it's gonna ruffle some feathers <sighs> sorry guys I can't I can't not not say it but it sucks Ain't nobody mad at you, Polo. We love you still. Except for uh, Scuba Steve. He's pissed. <laughs> I, that's, that's one of the most loving people. No, I don't <laughs> <laughs> get real mad when I talk you. about Undead Unluck. <laughs> he be tweeting me these angry gifts. <laughs> <laughs> oh, man. But, yeah, this week has been a um, very middling week. Right. I'm not even going to say middling. Because <clears throat> even Forbidden Deductions has some cool stuff going on. I hate to watch it. Just, it. <laughs> it just wasn't like 
it was cool, but it just felt like normal for the show, if that makes sense. Yeah, I completely missed this episode. And maybe that's why the week feels so normal. Things just felt like normal episodes. Nothing. What's, what's nothing crazy was to me is that, like, next week is like wraps for a lot of these shows. Or the week after the, the next, you know, next week is 11 episodes. Uh, the week that show, the week of you guys hearing this. So, which means that next week is technically like the end of a lot of shows. Um, so, I must say like the, the stuff that's going longer is doing better this season. No, yeah, it is. It is. The stuff that's going longer is doing better. Like Free Run, Apothecary Diaries. Not really shang Rula, but I'm even enjoying an... Um, Rising of a Shield Hero. I mean, it's very average, like I've always thought it was to be, but I'm enjoying it. Yeah, and and maybe I'm just a tougher critic this week, but yeah, Rising of Shield Hero was very meh this week for me too. Yeah, I, I'm I'm so tired of the witch chick. <laughs> I'm so tired of her. I, I, but, you, but you know what though? She, she's been the fucking only thing that's moving this damn plot forward. You know what I yeah. mean? Like the fact that we know his goal this season was to get them together, and she's basically helping him do that. Which I, I like. I love how love the character that Rand is now. Like, even though the spirit got disappeared for some some weird reason, <laughs> he's, the, he's the the most loose loose cannon wild card out of all of them. Where is he right now? Like, what what happened? He He'll was with him, and he was just not there anyway. I, don't I feel like it. that's him every episode. Though. Like yeah. he's there and then he's not there. It's like, where's bro going? It's a very weird show, but I mean, it's it's average though. It's like it's like a good average show. Like I've always thought it was. You know, people were singing Rising of Shield Hills praises like it was the best damn thing since sliced bread because of the first three episodes of of the first season. Yeah. Um, but I was always on the wagon of you know after that it gets real average, and now look at it, it's very average. But it's an average I like. You know, yeah, I can I can definitely see where it, where it goes. You know, one thing that um that I appreciate Christian for shout out to what you was again that? was him clarifying the reviews that we've did and whose fault they were. Because if you remember two episodes ago, which where whenever our live episode was, mm-hmm. we talked about how B stars was rated so high, which was definitely Tell's fault, and how Erase is rated so low, which is my fault. Um, I appreciate him for that because now we know why the fuck did I give the music any race a 6.5 you ain't like it bro it was, why, it was me why the fuck you give the animation and B-Stars a 10 <laughs> cause I liked it bro <laughs> a 10 oh, man, man. Oh, do you stand man. by that to this day let's, let's talk about that do you stand by that B-Stars animation 10 Actually, I'm going to go to the tweet because it's going to make it easier. I think if I'm being, if I'm being comparative and actually talking about like the quality of the animation and not just look at it as an art style, animation wise, no, it's not a 10. So I can, I can change that. Uh, You also gave the pacing a 9.5. Which I thought the pacing was good. I, I didn't have any down points. Really, for the most part, I can't remember a point there. I thought it was like not taking me somewhere. But uh, 
Yeah, that animation, I would probably would give it like closer to an eight. And to to be fair, I got I put the animation at six point five for B star, so I think yeah. I'm I'm more so where it belongs. Um, we both gave the story a ten because it's a good story. I don't I don't stand by that. I don't think it's you a ten don't story. Stand by that. I don't what? think it's a ten story at all. When I look back on it, a ten story is free in right now. A ten story was Astro Lost in Space. B stars was not a fucking ten story. It was a cool eight. Mm-hmm. And a I, cool eight. A cool yeah. eight is where I go there. I think we need to rewatch it, and then we can re re evaluate. Scores, yeah, and and figure out what we need to do because ain't no way the story. I'll say a nine. Because there was a lot driving that story, the whole the whole concept of the of the world even entwined in, in twi- in with the story is the fact that the predators versus the the herbivores or the carnivores versus the herbivores and how those are literally they're trying to live in the same world, but and that's why I gave the characters a nod. Yeah, but that that concept itself ain't characters. That's more story and um. They could go either or, way. My opinion, it can go either way. I guess so. We'll, we'll, we'll go with that. But I, I, I thought that was amazing. Erased. Now, erased, erased is slightly lower, but it's only slightly lower by by my standards. Slightly, okay. Um, like characters, you gave a ten to pacing. You gave it a ten. Story, you gave it a ten. Animation, you gave it a seven point five, and sound design, you gave it an eight. Okay. Um, I gave it a 9.5 for pacing, a 10 story, a 7 for animation, a 6.5 for sound design because it was really just average. Um, and then I gave the characters a 9. So I'm not too far off. The The sound design is what there was nothing really there to write home about. So I was a little confused by your uh, by your 8. Mm-hmm. But everything else we were pretty much spot on with. I. I think that, and hear me out, hear me out. I think that if we do reassess both of these, they'll both be different. They'll both be different. And I I think that also, like, for instance, yeah, realistically, I think Erased has the right score. If not, it could be lower. And B-Stars just can be lower. Hmm. I don't. I don't think that B Star should be ahead of Erased. Do no, I think it looks? I, I think. I think it looks better for sure. I disagree. There. That's cool. I think it looks better, but uh, I don't think it's a better show than Erased. I, I have no. I can't agree with that in, at all. Not even close. And now I think those are two outside of Promise Neverland that are only reviews that are like fucked. You know what I mean. Well, Promise Neverland is only fucked because of season two. That's true. You speak that season. Well, that season one was phenomenal, <laughs> and I think and I think it was right where it belonged to it, like nine point six or whatever. I think we erased the score on accident. Christian, yeah, can, yeah. You, can you tell us what we gave? Uh, <laughs> what, we gave what we gave Promise Neverland because I don't remember, and I erased it from our docket, so we literally have no. The only thing we have is the, the past episodes, unless I think I have it on our website, mykeswiffle.com/slash/reviews. Not sure. They, but, they butchered that show. They really did. They did us dirty. I was mad. I was mad. That, <laughs> that was grossly disrespectful, man. 
<laughs> what what let's 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 do something else here. What was What's your up? most disappointing show this year? Mm. Or should we save that for the the end of the year episode? Have we said uh, that? I mean, because technically it is the end of the year. Like winter is twenty twenty four, so for twenty twenty three, what was the most disappointing episode show? Let's go real quick. Let's look at this. Like one that you were expecting to be good and ended up not being good. You know what I'm saying? Like shit like that. So, I mean, I have one right off the top of my head, but the only reason I'm disappointed is because the episodes are coming out like once a month. Talk to me. <laughs> Zom 100. Uh, I, I really thought Zom 100 was like, and I'm not saying it was like, it's an amazing show. Yeah. But it had a lot of really good qualities, bro. It had a lot of really good qualities and all the hype to surround it made it feel like it was actually one of them shows that I'm not saying it was like a generational show like it was this amazing breakthrough show. But visually it looked good. Audibly it sounds good. Yeah. Uh it was always like on a move to go somewhere. The characters, I'm not gonna say the characters were amazing, but they were cool. I didn't hate the characters, you know what I mean? So it was like there's so much about the show that was cool yeah. and good, but we get it once a month. If that. <laughs> well, I mean, it's going to be the wrap this month, so we at least um, get it all from there. But I mean, again, and again, it's a brand new studio. This is their first animation, so still, you know, I still believe that it's a great show, but I think the biggest, my most hype that I'm most disappointed for is Villain Saga Season 2. While I end up coming out liking Villain Saga Season 2. Yeah. Uh, I think overall what the entirety of Season 2 was, was very um, it was okay. You know, it was very okay. I just, I, I, I expected more from it, that's all. So, even, I, even as somebody who learned thanks to Rob J to have tempered expectations. My expectations was still higher than what we got. Um, and it has out. Uh, what is that? Hmm? It was a tapping noise. What that was, it was loud as hell, but that would be the most disappointing show. This, this, uh, well, what about one of your biggest surprises this year without choosing free or apothecary diaries? Hmm. That's a good ask question. I would say this. This was one that I wasn't expecting to like that I end up loving. And that's Oshinoko. Hmm. Because I don't like musicals at all. Uh, but the musical tag is very misleading there. <laughs> so I'm glad I ended up picking it up because it's also became one of my favorite shows this season. I, I feel that. Like, I feel that. Like, um, show that blew me all the way back. Blew me back in the half. Um, Masamune Kun's Revenge are. Ah, yeah, remember yes. before well, you, you kept talking about it and I didn't even watch it yet. I hadn't yes. even watched the first season. Yeah. And I was like, let me go ahead and watch this. And I turned it on, bro. Mm. It was very, yeah. It surprised. That's a good one, dude. Because that surprised me to every direction it went. I'm like, wait. Because it, it seems predictable, right? You would think right. it would be as predictable as it would as season one was. Season one was very predictable, but it was still interesting enough for, to watch it. But season two was like, okay, this is about to happen. Nope. Whoa. Wait a minute. Mm-hmm. <laughs> you know, it, it was very good. Right. Very big surprise there. 
I should have said my disappointed and 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 then let's do this. Our most disappointing sleepers. I don't even remember them, so maybe we shouldn't uh, do that. Maybe we save that for like the end, of like the last episode of the year. We'll, we'll save that for that because I'm I'm a need to remember what our sleepers was first <laughs> before we yeah, get into that. I'll be I'll be able to find them in the, in the uh, notes. Ah, true, true, true. Oh, because we can do that all. Yeah, we we got to go back and find it. Anyway, let's take this quick break. What are we spoiling this week? Uh, free run, free run, Doctor Stone. Do you want to do Doctor Stone? Yeah, oh yeah, hell yeah. So episode fourteen of Free Run, episode nine of Doctor Stone. Is there really anything else? Um, I was looking through the anime for the year to find my sleeper. <laughs> Apothecary Diaries? Yeah, we can do Apothecary Diaries. We'll be right back after these. Episode 232 of Mike Check Waifu Waifu. I always love these palindrome episodes, especially when they when they got the twos in them. 
Cause it's like two thirty two. A mic check. White food. White food. It just That's feels clean. It just feels good. Welcome to the spoiler talk. We already talked about what we're spoiling. We're gonna start with free rent. Um, tell episode fourteen of free rent. Free rent again. You were a little bit less on it. I thought you was gonna make this your episode of the week because of the implications of what we got, and it's mm-hmm. and it's to show that. She had a romance that she may have not even realized was a romance, which was yeah. so touching to see. Now, now, I also want to say, I'm not saying that this is a bad episode by any means. That's right, right, I'm right, just right. saying in terms of like how high the levels were, let's say, for instance, because we, we've been getting like a mix of like action and calm. And then like even in the previous episode, we got like some relationship highs in terms of like uh, Stark and... and uh, firm so to me that was like really like huge now this week we still got relationship highs and the thing is that and the way i view this is that this was a level of um this was a level of like a of consistency but it was more like i i was so interested in seeing how she actually felt about this and her her emotions being more covered up that i wasn't like i wasn't like in like that moment of elevation where I'm like, yo, I got it. I, I was more like, no, let me, let me kind of pay attention to what's going on here. Cause I was upset that, and hear me out, spoiler, cause we in, we in spoiler yeah, talk, course. you already know what it is. I was, I was going to be sorry if she ain't find that ring. Same. I was, uh, I, I was almost like, y'all. And it was, it, it was that scenario where as soon as she pulled the ring out, you know, cause she's looking at everyone else's. And I love that this show does this. I'm sorry. It feels like I'm rambling. But we we know this is this is our zone. This is where we love to talk. Uh, the previous episode led to this, and they, they did it so well. And I feel like they that's something they've been consistently doing because before we even met the monk character, we met the elf monk. Before we get to this moment where we're looking at Himmel and um, Freeman's relationship, we got Stark and Fern's relationship, and we got this this kind of like carryover into this, and they like ease it in, onto us without like just beating us over the face with it. And then they they dive into the true like levels of what she may have been feeling, even though, you know, she didn't really, let's say, even process it that way until she had to see these younger people experiencing them, experiencing these things firsthand. You know, uh, this was a phenomenal episode. I'm not I'm not never saying that for is not giving us phenomena every single week. It's just, man. It was a different kind of a feeling for me. It's what it was for me was the fact that it what it does is it because you got to remember she's been basically shut. Call it a shut in a need if you want her uh, for a half of uh, a millennia before about five, six hundred years. She was by herself. She then get gets with this party and travels with them for 10 years. And then the rest of her life was you know, pretty much alone again um, as she traveled in in, in the, in the cruise spells. Then right. when she meets back up after the 50 years that they decided to meet back up for the comic show at the beginning of the of the show, when they meet back up, she realized their mortality compared to her immortality, which makes it realize like shit, like that time I spent 50 right. years that was just a, a page turn in a book for me was 50 years for these fragile humans and it made more her like after a lifetime more and it made her realize like like these are people i loved that i became close to 
who time I just let slip by me because of my own immortality, essentially. So now she's seeing the stark difference, pun intended, I guess, between, you know, her current traveling party. And now she's starting to put that to the to the it's always what's so good about it is always reflecting on her her past because it's like it's we're literally experiencing this show in her mind essentially so it's like all these things all these correlations is happening between stark and fern or 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 the other priest and she can then put these uh she could then put these what's what what do they say inside of the because they put it in the bio very very well um how will she come to understand what life means to the people around her? She's starting to understand what that life means to them. And now she's putting it together within her life. And it's like becoming this fucking uh, realization journey that you gotta, you gotta take care of time more. And that feels so good. She's Freerun is literally top 10 best characters of all time. Top five best characters of all time. And she is so stoic but she, everything about her is just written well. And you know something? I heard the dub, and she sounds just as good in the dub, and it's it's very tempting <laughs> to want to check out the me, dub. Bro. But listen, I, this is clip where she where she um, tells, you remember the um, the demon? And when she had the, the, the Libra scale, she tells mm-hmm. us she tells the demon to kill herself. It sounds so fucking good. It's, it sounds like free rent. Like the, the dub sounds like the subbed, it's so fucking good. Pull up a clip right now if you can for me. Uh, just type in free rent dub and pull up that. Hopefully you can find that particular clip because it is incredible. I'm going to continue to talk and ramble. I also love how uh, Stark, who has no idea about relationships or birthdays or anything because of where he grew up and the way they bring that into this particular situation with Fern, who also didn't have a normal way of growing up brings their awkwardness together and just their relationship is so like I want them to develop a romance and I feel like that's where it's going and I absolutely love that for those two because then that means they're gonna you know have a family eventually hopefully and it's just gonna feel good to be a part of watching them grow up which I hope we get to see um we got 28 episodes so maybe there's a time skip <laughs> that's like incredible but it seems like Tell found it and heard it Nah, that was some phenomenal dub voice. Like, that's exactly what I thought. What I needed her to sound like. Yes, exactly right, right. Like the the, the aura. Yeah. It, it it feels so like nonchalant, but like also I'm better than you. It, it all of it, it sounds exactly like what I needed. It's like yeah. I don't care, but also just so you know, I'm that. I'm I'm that. I'm that. I'm her. I'm her. <laughs> that was crazy. Hey, look. Like Polo just told me, go ahead and type in a uh, free run dub, and that's all you gotta look up in Google. It's the first trailer. Yeah. That's crazy. Actually, as a matter of fact, I might even play it on the show right here, right now. Cause why the fuck not? Um, free run dub. Uh not free run. <laughs> Yeah, bro. That was that's like, that's been acting right there. Ara, the one standing before you is a great mage who's lived for over a thousand. Ara, kill yourself. 
chills. Freaking chills. What a dub. What an absolute dub. Yeah, bro. Free Literally and figuratively. Freeran is here, uh, subbed and dubbed. It don't matter. Yeah. I, I kind of want to watch an ep- that episode in particular on, on the dub. But Yeah, now I want to see how well the others are executed now. I know. Like Fern. Fern has to bring it too. So, I don't know. A great show. It's, it's a perfect show. This is definitely going to hit the top 10. I think we need to have that, that top 10 discussion on probably one of our live episodes. Uh, kind of rearrange our list because maybe maybe a live episode where we do you know the reintroductions, we do a nice little update to the top ten, and and we kind of bring it. I think that's a great idea. That that'll what we do. That, that'll be what we do. All right. So reintroduction six five. I think it'd be no. Is it five? I or think six? we did six already. I think this would be reintro seven. No no no. <laughs> Cause what's the last intro you did was? I do be getting creative with one five. Is that is that right? See, this is why we have Christian because we don't know we don't be knowing shit. <laughs> <laughs> Let me type in re intro. One seventy two. That was the last one. I know I got it in that title somewhere. So it four. Yeah. I think it's the IV. I think it's. I think it's four. Yes, yeah, it's reinch. Yes, yeah, it's, it's four. Okay. So yeah, it'd be re- reintroduction five. Hmm. I got to figure out a way to creatively name that one. Cool. I'm looking forward to it. Readjust the top ten. Yeah, that's gonna be an easy flyer to make too. Yeah, it's gonna be dope. It's gonna be dope. <laughs> anyway, moving on. Doctor Stone. So, after all of the intensity we got, what the last couple episodes, few episodes for real. This will be the cool down period. Yeah, this is that calm before the storm, but it's not really calm, bro. Mm-mm. What I what I what I think is the wildest thing about this episode was that two episodes ago we were having a fight against uh, the old man, and he he speaks through the microphone. Uh, Senku speaks through the microphone, attempting to get the the device to work. Yeah, and it didn't work because of you know it was too far away. And in this episode, we get the same thing, but from Y Man, and it's it's Senku's voice. Yeah. And it's like it's a robotic synth a synthesized voice too, so yeah. So it goes to show they have some level of technology. They Well, yeah, we don't know though. I mean, we was, I got to assume that Who else would put a robot synku on the moon? You know what I mean? Like this is where this is get gets a little strange for me. Yeah. Why is there robots in coup? Why is there robots in coup on the moon? The only person capable of doing something that crazy is Senku. So did Senku build a time machine? No, it wouldn't be anything like that. No, see, it, hear me out though. Hear me out though. I'm going somewhere with this. This is a, I guess it's a gut check, but I digress. 
why would he build a robot on the moon repeating something of the devices that we know that came from the sky to petrify people? Mm-hmm. Why would he do that unless there was an absolute reason? So he, this is what I'm thinking. He had to travel in time somehow as adult sync who traveled in time, create his robot for it to say that. So then he can cure some kind of a global pandemic disease that fucking wiped out everyone mm-hmm. before he, like after he time traveled, you know what I'm saying? So like, so you but he left Sinkle, it running on the moon. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> like so Stinko essentially was just trying to save humanity, but because that's the entire show. That's the entirety of the show. Yeah, so you're saying because of the the healing capabilities of the petrification beam and the yep. the stuff, this is Senku's idea to save humanity from realizing that himself he would be the one to save it twice. So, or once technically, but knowing him, he would like he will want to unpetrify everybody to save humanity. So he petrified everybody. Okay, hear me out. This is this is uh I ain't never felt like you was reaching. <laughs> I don't think I'm reaching at all. And you might be right because hear me out. This I feel show like I'm absolutely weird. right. <laughs> it's, it's weird, but I feel like it had to be. I feel like what they're gonna do, and I would. And actually, I'm I'm thinking about. it. I think I hate this. This It'd idea, be terrible. But I feel like this is what they're gonna do. Not not what you're saying is oh. terrible. I think that what I hate is, I think is even worse. I think that it's gonna be his dad. No. <laughs> We already and saw the life of his dad. I know, but I feel like maybe he sent some kind of probe or something to moon. I don't know, bro. I just, I feel like they're going to disappoint us with it. And I feel like your idea actually sounds cooler than the disappointment I'm expecting. I don't, I don't agree with that because the time traveling thing is where it gets like, ugh. yeah, it's like, ugh, right. But what else could they do? That's going to be, that's going to be less disappointing because time travel isn't based in reality, right? So this show is predicated on being doing experiments that are based in reality, even as as far fetched and, and outrageous as they are in, in the stone world. They're still like, oh, you know, I, I know what that machine is. I know what that does, you know, mm-hmm. but this the only thing I'm a robot Senku repeating uh, the, the, the width of the earth to a petrification device, knowing exactly how it works. What the fuck else could it possibly be? It's it has to be a time travel situation to where he believed and knowing that what the petrification can do that he had to save the world from being gutted from from being gone. Mm-hmm. And I think that's literally the only way to do it. Unfortunately, I just wrapped up the entirety of, of Dr. Stonefield with that. But that's I think that's what they're going to do. It brings a lot of shock. Like if, if you're normally you're watching it, it's like. Oh, that's so shocking. It was Senku the whole time. I would like if it was Senku the whole time, but it was different. You know what I mean? I don't know, bro. Something about, you know, I, I feel like we feel the same way about the time travel. It's just like, it's a terrible how, idea. how do they do this and make it work? How do they do this and make it work? Just, okay, think about it, right? All right, think about this. He, you go to, you, you, he lives life normally. You remember the first episode, what was he trying to do? You remember? No, what was he doing? He was making something. He was making a rocket ship to go to the moon. Mm-hmm. That was his entire, his, he was in yeah, the science yeah. lab in school trying to make a rocket ship to go to the moon. So 
I thought that was when he was a kid. I thought it was like the flashback, but it was it was that. That's that, what he was doing. Yeah, that's what he always wanted to do. So that's what he was doing in that class. So then the petrification happens. Okay. Now we know how the petrification works. Okay. So now that we know how the petrification works, now that we hear his voice, he's the voice singing the world needs to be this, right? So the, the future has has caught up to the past essentially. He sent something to the moon that was planned over thousands and thousands and thousands of years, I think. And it just happened. He just happens to leave it running when he died up there or something like that. Or before he time traveled or some shit like that. You know what I'm saying? Because like it had to be something that that particular time that petrified the earth, that protect like that protected humanity for 3000 years because it had to be some type of pandemic or something that came through and wiped everybody out that he had to protect. But what you're saying right now doesn't include a time machine. This sounds more realistic to me. If like what if what you're saying right now doesn't include the time machine, let's say Senku sent something to the moon. I don't know, bro. He sent something to the moon, but what would make him forget that he sent something to the moon? Time me, travel. <laughs> <laughs> it's, it's, the, it's, the, it's that paradox shit, right? Like oh, because he traveled to him to a younger self, right? So or no, he he was older, but he. He, he time traveled to a younger self. You know what I'm saying? Like, and when you travel to your younger self, the older self is gone. Yo, it's gonna be a manga reader, reader listening who thinks we're stupid. <laughs> I do. I swear to God, I think this is very accurate. And just remember this episode, Christian. I'm bookmark you, this bro. episode. Save this episode for later. Um, and we're gonna come back to what what it really is. What two, three years later down the road, wherever it is. Cause I hate it that it feels like like it actually sounds like Doctor Stone, bro. It sounds like Doctor Stone. That's what's killing me. Because the next arc is him trying to go to the moon. Like what? <laughs> All we're gonna find out is what I'm saying is to be very accurate. I think if you get to the moon before being able to create an atomic bomb, I'm I'm dying. Cause ain't no way. You have to get to, what? You have to get at least that far. You don't even have the ability to create jet fuel, let alone rocket fuel. That's what I'm saying. It's not. It, it, everything is pretty. Like, I think he created the petrification device himself. I do. I think he created it on the moon. Dropped it down to Earth. You know what I'm saying? Like, it, it's just everything. Everything makes sense when you figure out that it's his voice synthesized. So it's recorded. It's a recording of a recording. You know what I'm saying? That's that's one thing that they made sure they pointed out that it was a record, like it was synthesized, which means that it's probably a recording or a robot senku or some shit. And I I don't know, man. That's just, it's I feel like this is very accurate. It's pissing me off because I don't like it. I don't. Yeah, I, I felt like they were saying that because he said something over the radio that they just copied his voice and did it. But if Y Man is like like you said a recording and there's not actually a senku up there. I don't know, man. I, I'm just gonna roll with it and see what they give us because I I hope they don't butcher the show like they it's did. Doing the, so the good. It's going so good too. Like it's going so good. I love the cool down. I'm gonna name this episode "Cool Down Period," but mm-hmm. I I love the cool down period of of like everybody's coming together and I love the real like um the village late the village battle lady 
fighting Kohaku when they were training. I love her being a part of this and just being completely fucking clueless as to everything that's going on right now. Her faces was the best part of, of this episode. It was so fucking funny. And then Kohaku being free was also great. I, I, I love Kohaku. I forgot how dope she was. Um, at least this season. Prior seasons, she was okay. <laughs> yeah, and Senku basically becoming the most uh, eligible bachelor at this point. <laughs> Didn't even think about that. Yeah, so it's it's looking good. Uh, we don't know if they um freed uh Hugo yet. I hope they do. I do too, man. I they feel re- like he realized like he realized, he was like, I believe in Senku. Like it she was I love that. But they were both like, Yeah, we're probably not gonna get freed, so catch you later. <laughs> When they got uh, petrified, mm-hmm. I love this season so much. This has been the best season of Doctor Stone. I'm happy it's good now. I like when I say something is bad and it turns out good because I love, I love being the one to be like, look, listen, it's good now, you know, because I think people believe me when I say that it's bad, and they believe me when I say that it's good, even though they might not agree. All right, moving on to last but certainly not least, Apothecary Diaries. I hate the way this episode ended because it was like we were coming, we were she figured it the fuck out. She was figuring something out and figuring out that her dad was there mm-hmm. in the pavilion, which we already know they're very close together, which is funny. But like that makes sense as to why he said she's there now. What a crazy world we live in, or some shit like that. Whatever he said, right? It's interesting to see what happened. <laughs> Yeah, and and it makes it seem like her dad is secretly poisoning the the young one, right? She's she the ma- she's not a lady in waiting. She's the concubine, concubine, concubine. Yeah, yeah. But the young concubine, 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 concubine. The young one, um, because she doesn't like honey, or she may have like an allergic reaction to honey, right? But you think um, it's him doing it? I I do. I didn't. I, I, I didn't get that. Okay. I, but I feel like he has something to do with this, and I'm saying it because like who else would be skilled enough to do it, get away with it in front of, you know, her. I didn't get that at all. I think it's I, who do you think it is. It's obviously the other lady who's been okay. sending out the secret messages, like the older lady who seems so perfect. Like she was talking about, it's it's her, like mm-hmm. right. She's bringing in a honey. She knows everything about that. But who is the secret person she's talking to? It could be the dad, but I don't I don't think so. I think it's somebody from the outside world who's like, do this for us so we can bring in our girl. You know what I'm saying? Like open up a spot basically because it's like she said during this whole thing. Like she, it's having her there as a concubine is basically a formality because of who she was um, betrothed to prior, which was the the emperor's older brother who died. You know what I'm saying? So it's like, there's like, there's some weird dichotomy be- or politics between somebody trying to bring somebody new in is what I'm thinking. Yeah, and and I'm thinking what you just said made, made things even more clear for me. I'm only saying this just because to me, it, it sounds like it could work. Uh, it would make sense for, let's say, if the dad wants the best for his daughter, he gets rid of her and they already seem to love his daughter. No, so many no. of them seem to be because they don't. They don't. No, no, it's no because it does, that doesn't even fit with what the show where the show's going. Period. 
Yeah, I'm all. not saying it doesn't. No, I know, I know, I know. They know where it's going. Yeah, yeah, it's it's, it's your gut check. It's, it's what you feel. I'm just I'm just thinking out loud, and, uh, and I apologize for for cutting you off with it. But you ain't got to apologize for me, brother. We good. Let's go. It's just how I, I don't think it's that has anything to do with it. I just think he was a part of something. Maybe he saved her from the palace when she was born as a baby. And she's yeah. some, somehow a part of this little royalty thing. She's a she's a daughter of a concubinate of a, of the previous emperor. That's where I think his extent in this particular place goes. Right, like he saved the daughter from being something like killed because you remember he was expelled, so he saved her from being killed or did something he wasn't supposed to with the and expelled, and they expelled him. He took her, you know what I'm saying? And she was born there somehow. Some weird way, she was born there. And he took her when he got expelled for, for, could be what you're saying, but I think it's for protecting her Mm -hmm. from being killed from the other, either concubines or, you know, know, ladies in waitings or something like that. That's where I'm thinking it's going to lead us to. That's, that feels more like Apothecary Diaries than him he him of all people poisoning somebody else you know what i'm saying that's just my thought yeah i feel you you changing my gut check though every time, <laughs> every time you say something it's like pieces in my head is starting to spin and it's like you're saying she saved like he may have saved her and this is all like speculatory obviously because I mean, that's what we do yeah but uh it, it sounds crazy because it's like at some point we know that if she was saved from royalty, let's say she was a child who was born of one of these concubines. Mm-hmm. And what if, and let's say the one concubine who gave him a child, but it was a boy that passed. And I'm not saying that she is the one, but I'm saying she could have been some illegitimate child, like a, a twin. Yes. And you know, I only, I only know this cause I know like twins and this might be TMI, but my mom almost killed my uncle when they were twins because they, she was ingesting too much of the, nutrients as a as a fetus or whatever which is perfectly normal it happens all the time but it's like could have been a scenario where they were born and the girl was the one that survived and the boy they did mention mention the boy that died right so i'm saying because they do have the black hair and they were showing that she's 35 and i'm not sure exactly how old our our apothecary girl is but you know these, these concubines have babies at young ages uh, so who knows when that could have been? But they I'm just thinking she was maybe a, apothecary is seventeen. Uh, yeah, yeah, I, I, I didn't know exactly, but if she's seventeen, you know, it could have been. I mean, yeah, because they mentioned that this episode. So if it happened seventeen years ago, that would make that would put the timeline right for you know one of the concubines to to have twins. They did mm-hmm. mention that a baby died being born it could have been the male twin like you like you mentioned and it could have been because of her so because get rid of her because women are already not exactly so because of that they was trying to kill her because they you, you killed the prince or whatever so they're trying to kill the baby momo or, or who she is now and he stopped that from happening in turn caused him to be expelled so that's where that's where i was kind of going with with my gut check my theory the the whole twin thing I didn't really put in perspective. I I thought it was just because he, the 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 baby boy passed away. 
Yes. Yeah. And, and somebody else tried to kill Momo so they can take this, the place of whatever, you know, because that's how that politics work. It's been working like right. that since the beginning of the show. So that's that's where I was going there. But yeah, it, it could be a twin thing. That that could be exactly it. Again, another great show. Again, if this came out <laughs> by itself last year, it'd probably be animated year. What was our animated year last year? You remember? Uh... I, something great. Oh, 86. 86. Duh. What do you mean? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> so, mm, well, I don't think it'll be 86. It's there. It's up there. It's so great. Yeah. It's so great. All right. You know what else is great? What's that, brother? Following me on all social media, I'm at Polo Bornfly. I'm at King Teliano. Uh,. You can follow our that nah, fuck that up. You can follow our <laughs> social media at Mike Check Waifu on X, Mike Check Waifu Waifu on Instagram, TikTok, and Threads. And as always, Mike Mike, Mike Check. Hey yo, nah. Mike Check, Waifu Waifu. Is that you? Is that you? Is that you? Is that you? Is that you?